Welcome to the Mastering Midlife Podcast, where we talk about all the crazy fun things that happen when you are a midlife mama. I'm your host, Heather London. Let's dig in. Hey, and welcome to episode 33, Loving All of Yourself. Woo, yes. Let's just dig right in because this is a doozy. And the reason I want to talk about it, because this this isn't a midlife or a menopause thing. This is a human being thing. When I coach people, I know that at the very root and the heart of everything that's going on for somebody is self-worth. We just know that. We never have to dig or look for that because we know that that's at the root of it. And this comes up in many different ways for many different people just because we have such different experiences growing up. We're kind of a sum of our experiences and when we are younger to now. And we can't get rid of all of that. That's what made us who we are. So how do we deal with this? And like I just said, everybody's is different. And that's why you want to do your work because this is going to be specific to you and what you're going through and how you are thinking about yourself. And the way that I want to relate it to women and women in midlife is because we are kind of coming into a new version of ourselves in midlife because we get to start thinking about ourselves again and putting ourselves first. And we are changing and our bodies are changing. And as women Our bodies are always on our minds and it's my mission in life to make it a thing that we don't always think about our bodies and how much we're worthy in this world. I want them to be separate. I want our bodies, I want us to think of our bodies as a way uh, for us to move around the world, for us like a transportation system. That's what I want to think of it as. We want to take really good care of it so that it'll take us around and do all the things that we want to do for a really long time. We want to be super old and still be able to go travel and play pickleball and do all of the fun things. And not as a measure of our self-worth. Are we good enough? Are we lovable? Are we skinny enough? Are we pretty enough? No, I want us to really, really understand what it's all about from a perspective of we are enough just because we're here. We don't have to be or look or do any, we don't have to look a certain way or do anything or create something in order to be lovable. Just because we are here in this moment on this planet, having this experience, we are worthy. Imagine what the world would be like if just everybody loved themselves and thought they were enough just as they are, whatever they look like, however much they weighed, um, you know, however much money they had, whatever house they had, doesn't matter. Could, could you imagine what the world would be like? That is what I love to step into every time I do my work or help somebody with their work is just like one more person getting closer to loving themselves exactly as they are. And remember, this can be a a big one because we're battling like the societal constructs of women and our roles and how how we think about ourselves, whether we're worthy or not, validation or if we're contributing, all of that. So let's just get started. How do we be unapologetically ourselves? 
could you imagine what your life would be like or what your day would be like if you never had to have a thought about you know if you were enough or if people liked you or what you were going to do today to be to stand out and be awesome what if it was just you waking up out of bed perfect I'm perfect just as I am it's going to be a great day because I am who I am I am what I am the work that I'm talking about today is quite commonly referred to as shadow work. Shadow work is, you know, coach speak for loving all of yourself. And the reason that it's a hard job is because somewhere along the way, many times actually along the way, we had an experience and maybe the experience was a bad experience. And we learn something from that experience, learn something about ourselves that we don't like. Oh, I'm this part of me is bad or when I do this, it's bad or I'm bad when I do this. And we make a note of it and we put it in a bag and then we throw it over our shoulder and we carry it with us. And then as we live our lives and as we have all of the experiences, we take more of those things and we put them in our bag. We take more of those things and we put them in the bag. And in the bag is the shadow work that needs to be done. It's the shadow. It's the parts of ourselves that we have deemed unlovable. And so we put them in the bag so we don't have to look at them because they're unlovable. They're horrible parts of ourselves. And so we don't want anybody else to know. We don't even want to know about this. We don't want to be associated with, and we don't want anybody else to know about that part of ourself either. So we put it in the bag and we forget about it. And we don't show it. We don't talk about it. It does not exist, but it does exist. And in nature, everything is based on balance. That's what nature does. Nature is a give and a take, an ebb and a flow. Everything needs to be balanced, including our bodies. Human, human nature, our bodies, it's always trying to balance itself out. That's homeostasis when it's in perfect balance. And so... We're always trying to balance. Oh, if this is bad over here, then I need more of this over here. But what if instead of hiding those parts of ourselves, we could actually love that part of ourselves, learning how to love. That's the balance. We have the parts that we love and the parts that we don't love. And when we can learn to love the parts that we've deemed unlovable, then we can find that balance because we are all things. We are the good and we are the bad. We have the ability to do the good things, but we also have the ability to do the bad things. I want you to think about this for a second. When you see somebody who you think is a really horrible person and they do something bad, do you think that you have the potential to actually do that thing too? And most of us will be horrified and say, no, not me, no way. But if you grew up with the same parents, the same experiences that this person had, but it was you, is it possible that you too could do these horrible things, could be this bad person? Yes, 100%. We all have that potential. And when we can see that and own that, then we can start to really love all of ourselves. Yes, we have that potential too. It's when we ignore it or resist it that we have a bigger shadow. Our shadow grows. Put that one in the bag. Carry it over your shoulder. Don't let anybody see it. Don't talk about it. Hide that part of yourself. But you're not loving all parts of yourself. There is no balance there. There's no yin and yang. And 
when it comes to the balancing, we're talking about all of the parts of ourselves, even and especially like the masculine and feminine energies, not masculine and feminine parts, masculine and feminine energies. The masculine energy is the doing energy, getting stuff done. And the feminine energy is the receiving and the intuition and the emotions and the compassion. So those are the two energies. And if we want to be totally and completely balanced with our chi and our yin and our yang, we want to make sure that we have both of those and we honor both of those because they both have their purpose. And some of us have more than other. I definitely um, have more masculine energy and the more work I do on myself, the more I embrace my feminine energy. And that is my work. The receiving is so hard for me to receive. And the more I love that part of myself, I get curious about that part of myself. I start to explore that part of myself. The more that I embrace that part of myself, the more evenly balanced I become. And then I start to love all parts of myself. And then I start to drop the shadow. I let go of pieces of that shadow. Remember, the shadow are the parts of ourselves that we've deemed unlovable because of an experience that we had. Everything that, that we learn and know and think about and have opinions about is from our past, from experiences that we had. Somebody told us, we, ha- some, we had an experience with somebody. Like these are all how we create our opinions and how, what we think about things. And so when we're looking for balance, we want to love the parts of ourselves that we've deemed unlovable. Now the shadow work is such good work. And there's so many people that do it. I studied um, Debbie Ford's work for uh, the shadow work. And I love, love, love the way she does it. And if you are interested in learning more about her work, you can check her out. But also she has a movie called The Shadow Effect, and it's really good. It's a highly entertaining, well done movie. And it will give you a good idea of what shadow work is. And so you can understand your shadow. Because if you've never heard of this before, you're like, Heather, what are you talking about? This is where you start. Just go watch the movie or read a book or, you know, watch some of the YouTube videos about shadow work. So Here's how the shadow work works. We want to start seeing these things and naming these things and loving these things about ourselves. The other person that I have done a lot of work with, studied, taken a lot of his courses, studied a lot of his work, taken his workshops, is David Bedrick. And he does, he doesn't call it shadow work. He calls it unshaming. And it's very similar, but his is deep. I mean, his work is the deepest of the deep and it's profoundly beautiful this man has a heart of gold and a way of seeing that when something is going on there's our body has an intelligence and there's a knowing and instead of trying to shut it down or judge it we want to get more curious and we want to be like what is my body telling me what's the intelligence behind what my body's doing our mind lies to us all the time because our mind works on prediction and it's always trying to keep us safe and if something is scary I'll our mind will be like, that's scary. You could die. Don't do it. So it's keeping us safe, but it's keeping us stuck where we are. And the body always tells the truth. The body cannot lie. And it gives you feedback all the time based on 
how it's how you're feeling what's coming up for you and your body what's showing up where is that in your body what does it feel like and this is the work that David Bedrick does is he gets to know you when you're doing this he wants to know about the person that's doing it he wants to know about the intelligence in what you're doing if you're an overeater there's an intelligence in that. Why are you doing that? What does it feel like when you're doing that? What's it like to be you when you do that? And this is the work that I do with my clients too. I do this work because it is so profoundly powerful in helping people change their lives. And so his work is the same, but different. He just takes a different, it's his is more somatic, but they're trying to come to the same conclusion. So I want to just give you an example of how you can see parts of your shadow that you're unaware of. Like, how do I know what parts of myself I don't love? That's a really good question because if you've never done this work before, you don't know how to find that out. So if you are, say you're at a party and you meet a whole bunch of people and there's one person and they just rub you the wrong way, or maybe it's at work, that person. You just really dislike that person. Maybe you hate that person. Maybe you can't stand to be around that person. They're just one person and they rub you the wrong way. I wanna offer up that they are actually being a mirror for you. And what we can do is we can find out parts of our shadow from finding out why this person bugs us so much. So if you're at work, and there's this guy, we'll call him Joe, drives you crazy. And every time Joe comes over, he drives you crazy. And you can't stand to be around him. So I would offer, what is it about Joe that drives you crazy? And fill in the blank. This is how you find out. He's so blank. Just fill in the blank. He's so what? He's so obnoxious. He's so rude. He's so pushy. He's so annoying. He's so arrogant. He's so stubborn. Like, what is that word that goes in there? And you're going to know it because he really pushes your buttons. So there's like, there's a, a spot that's really lit up there. So as soon as I ask that question, he's so what? There's no like guessing. You're going to know what it is. Okay. He's so rude. Maybe that's what it is. He's so pushy. We'll say he's so pushy. Okay. Now, if he's being a mirror for us, like that triggers you because there's a part of you that hates to be pushy. You never want to be pushy. You never want anyone to say that about you. Oh, she's so pushy. That would be horrible for you. And that's why it's such a trigger for you. That's why he's such a trigger for you because you're seeing in him a part of him that you would hate to be. You would hate to be like that. And somewhere along the way, you had an experience or someone told you that being pushy was bad or you had an experience where it didn't end well for you when you were pushy. And so now that was that like, put it in the bag. Don't be pushy. That's a horrible thing. And then carry that with you as part of your shadow. But if you could get curious about it and look at it from a different point of view, because we want to love all parts of ourselves, then I would ask, how does it serve you to be pushy? Can you remember a time when it was good and it really helped you when you were pushy? And maybe there was a time where you were trying to get something done and you were being so nice and kind and polite and just was never getting done and you needed to be pushy in order to get something done. 
like maybe you're managing a project and so it's helpful to be pushy to get that done. So it's not a bad thing. So that quality that you think is horrible actually can be good sometimes. It can help you sometimes. It can get you where you want to go sometimes. And so when you can learn to love the fact that you have the ability to be pushy sometimes and it can be good for you and helpful for you, it can be good to do that sometimes, then you can start loving that part of yourself. Because we as humans, we have all of the capabilities inside of us. We have the capabilities to be the best person, the Mother Teresa's. We have the capabilities of being the worst people, like the serial killers. Like we have all of those capabilities within us. And it's when we ignore those or deny those that we are not in congruency with who we really are. We're deeming that a part of ourself is bad and unworthy of being loved. And when we can really own that part of ourselves and yeah, say, yeah, there's times where I can be like that, but that's okay because it's serving me. And that's just a part of who I am. And I, and I am loving and embracing that part of who I am. I'm not like that all the time. It'll serve me in these situations and it's okay in these situations. So how or when are you like that? And then owning that is helping to bring you back into balance with loving all parts of yourself, the yin and the yang. So how does it serve you to be that? And can you love that part of yourself for exactly what it is? And then just go through and really find all the parts of yourself that you have trouble loving. And if you don't know what they are, a good example is the people in your life, lives that really trigger you. They are being mirrors for us. They're showing us the parts of ourselves that we have deemed unlovable. And instead of, you know, really hating on them, why don't we just be curious about it and go, oh, what are they showing me here? What part are they showing me? How am I that? When am I that? And how is it okay to be that? How does it serve me to be that? How can I love that part of myself? And then you can start unpacking that bag that you've been carrying around. And Debbie Ford in her movie, um, The Shadow Effect, she talks about it like being in a pool. And you like you have all these balls that float and you don't want people to see them because they're bad. Like, oh, I'm pushy. Shove that down. Oh, I can be um, short-tempered sometimes. Oh, shove that down. And then we have all these parts of ourselves that we don't love. We're trying to keep all the, all the balls down under the water and they keep popping up and we're like, oh my God, no, get back out there. And it pops up. No, get back under there. You know, that is kind of what it's like when we're not loving ourselves. That's what it feels like. That's how hard it is to try to like hide that part of ourself because that is part of who we are. And when we can learn how to love it and embrace it and then use it for us to serve us, then then we can start to love all of ourselves. And when we love all of ourselves, we are going to attract more people into our world that also love themselves and love us for who we are. So because like attracts like. So when you do this work, you are going to notice that your outer world is going to change because as within so without like 
as above, so below. So your inner world, your outer world is just a reflection of your inner world. So whatever's going on inside your, bra- your brain and your body and your mind, it's going to be reflected in your outer world. So if your outer world is chaos, guess what that means? Your inner world is very chaotic. And instead of trying to change everything in the outer world, all you want to do is bring it back to yourself and find how you can create more peace inside of yourself. And magically, as if by magic, which it's not, it's you doing your work, but it will seem like magic because you wouldn't have needed to change anybody outside of you like we're always trying to do. You do your inner work and your outer world will change. If you can find that guy at work, pinpoint what it is. He's so whatever and do your work and love that part of yourself. I guarantee you, I promise you this, that when you do that work and love that part of yourself, you'll go back to work and that guy will never bother you again. It won't bother you again. And he hasn't changed. You haven't asked him to change, but what changed? You changed. Your inner world changed. Your thoughts about that part of yourself changed. This is why it's so powerful to love your whole entire self and know that you're responsible for it. You don't need to find the partner that will love all of you to make you worthy. No, you want to be that partner for yourself. You want to love all of yourself, flaws and all, shadows and all, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And when you can do that once and for all, You were going to let go of all the other things that have been holding you back and your whole entire world is going to change. And you're going to one day look around and go, who am I? How did I get here? This is amazing. I love what I've created for myself. And it's just by doing it one step at a time, one shadow at a time, doing the work. This is how you create an amazing life where you are in love with your life, but you are also in love with yourself, all of yourself. Thank you for listening, my friends. Always, always, always love yourself first and have an amazing day.